0: to audible interlude a gi joe podcast i'm your host dave west codename phantom troublemaker
1: i'm your co-host
2: noel wood codename crapshoot and i'm your cobra intern that they will test one day and i will win the green beret codename legion cub
0: Ooh it's a little intense
2: i like wow. it i'm patriotic
0: today <laughs> well <laughs> speaking of patriotism happy early independence day to everyone i'm sure um, we'll be
1: hearing some pops and stuff because my neighborhood loves fireworks so i'm sure that's going to start happening before this is all said and done tonight
0: yeah they've been going on just over the weekend here like it's it's been non-stop so yeah they celebrate our freedom everybody Uh, Follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast. That is the best place to interact with us uh, as we, you know, go through uh, all of the... This is three years. We've been doing this for three years now, guys. How crazy is that?
1: It's pretty nuts. Uh,
0: Our very first episode went up right at the end of June. Uh, It was technically on the Needless Things podcast. This was... Before we kind of went off and had our own stream on Anchor, which is now Spotify podcasting, things change. Uh, But our Audible Interlude Mission Zero, which you can find in our regular stream, uh, was our very first official episode. And now three years later, here we are doing live streams every other week, going to conventions, got merchandise. Hopefully everybody enjoyed
2: the trailer. Game shows. Doing game shows at Joe Fest. Is this like dog years have we entered podcast puberty yeah i
0: think i think so i'm i'm finding uh well i'm not finding money in places where money wasn't before <laughs> i'll tell you that much uh but yeah you can go to the links uh, the, we've got them in uh on the audible interlude podcast on instagram you can get yourself a visit beautiful Broca beach t-shirt uh conceived by me designed by our pal Slickalicious. Check out shop Slickalicious on Instagram as well. Uh, And then on Twitter, we are G.I. Joe Audible. Uh, Right here on the Needless Things YouTube channel, you can find lots of G.I. Joe content whenever there's G.I. Joe available. Uh, This Wednesday, I will be putting up my review of the retro classified snake eyes Uh, And last week, my Joe Fest haul went up where I just sat down with the giant tote full of bubble wrap and GI Joe toys and went through everything I picked up at Joe Fest. It was pretty fun to do. Uh, Our also worth mentioning the trailer for the visit beautiful brocca beach t-shirt features music it is an alternative surf version of our theme by andy samford who you can find at electricminnowmusic.com uh i i hit him up and i was like hey can you do a surf version of our theme song and like 24 hours later he's like bang there you go done it's amazing
1: ask and you shall receive
0: that's right Uh, The audio version of this episode will be available this Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Our next audio episode, which is segments and our ongoing review of The Revenge of Cobra, uh, will be available next Friday. And then uh, on July the 16th, we will be participating in Cobra Convergence. Noel, why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Cobra Convergence, uh, of course, the brainchild of Hooded Cobra Commander Seven Eight Eight, along with a few other uh, YouTubers, Half the Battle Timmer, um, Forum BX Two Five Seven. Uh, they put together some some reviews about Cobra material, and uh, as the years went by, the 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 collaboration grew and grew and grew. Not just YouTubers, but also podcasters. And uh, last year, we got to participate for the very first time, and uh, we're happy to be doing it again here this year.
0: And on the 16th, our very special guest will be none other than Hooded Cobra Commander 788 himself. And you know what? Tonight, we've got a couple of special guests as well. We're going to get to very soon we just got a couple more things to cover uh the night after july the 16th is of course when the dragonfly has lab concludes and we will be live at 11 p.m eastern standard time we will count down the end of the dragonfly has lab uh right here on the needless things youtube channel so mark that on your calendar on july the 23rd We will be hosting another live stream, a recap of whatever happens at San Diego Comic-Con. If they announce one figure, we'll talk about that one figure. And you know us.
2: We could probably do it for an hour. You guys just survived Yojo June, and now you're going into live July.
0: That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, And then on July the 31st, our regular live stream, uh, just back on schedule. For the rest of the year until something else comes up that we figure out we can make a big deal out of uh we recently did an interview with hooded cobra commander 788 and had him on the show uh that was a couple weeks ago you can find the audio of that uh wherever you get your podcast and you can find the video version here on the needless things youtube channel uh and now you guys i i think let's go ahead and bring him in uh at joe fest just a few weeks ago I got to meet both of these folks. They are working on a mind blowing toy line that I was not familiar with until I walked up to their table at Joe Fest and saw these incredible figures. Uh, so, everybody, give it up for Delta 17. Let me pull my notes up here. Uh, Stephen Plett and Ken from Toy Connections. A uh, fellow YouTube channel who is helping out with this Delta 17 project. Uh, we know it takes a second for everybody to load in here. Uh, but we're holding we,
2: for applause.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're, yes. <laughs> uh, applaud, applaud away, everyone. Uh, but, oh, no.
2: wow. <laughs> yes.
0: This is fantastic. <laughs> this is the most advanced uh, podcasting tech we've seen on the show i love it uh brian uh, i'm sorry steven and ken welcome to the show
3: whoa how's steve doing i don't know whether his audio is working or not um he's got something on his head he's
0: connecting to audio i well when you've got gear that advanced it takes a minute (laughs) for it to catch up
3: with everything right okay fair enough yeah and uh it's interesting because when um zoom is nothing like Streamyard. so like i'm like backstage and i'm thinking they've started they're they're talking why don't i hear them okay so i'll just pop on youtube in the background and hopefully the the audio doesn't trip over one (laughs) another because usually on StreamYard, if you're in the background they'll show you what's going on in the mainstream but i guess zoom's not quite oh zoom doesn't
0: do that really that's interesting i I haven't been on the other end of zoom
3: so i didn't know that was the case that seems inconvenient that's okay. Um, you know, I just watched it on the YouTube thing and I closed the tab as soon as, as, soon as the other tab went active. But now the chat's not there. So I'm going to try to open up the chat tab and everything. Anyway, um, you can tell technology's not my friend. Uh, technology nice, is yeah.
0: nobody's friend. But you know who is somebody's friend is Snoopy. I am huge pop for that Snoopy in the background there
3: uh yeah he's had a little too much to eat that's why he's a bit overweight um you know he's not your typical proportion snoopy he's kind of you know like extra like snowman fluffy
0: that's okay Um, he fits in with all of us here
3: yeah (laughs) Yeah. and uh shout out to my boy matthew comstock in the chat he was the one who put me on to, to audible interlude so when dave went to introduce himself to us at joe fest Um, I was like, oh, I know who these people are. That's interesting. So,
0: Yeah, our chat is blowing up uh, really for you guys. One of the first mentions was Delta 17. People excited about you guys being on the show. Um, Steven, are you
4: hooked in now? I'm not sure. I believe so.
0: Yes, you are. we can hear you. You can hear us. So we're in good shape. Uh, And I want to check in with the chat. We got a lot of people hanging out. Uh, Silent Interlude, Neil Hill, Kevin Riddle, uh, Yorktown Joe. Yes, we are just getting started. Uh, Ratface 44 reviews, that is an excellent name. I enjoy that quite a bit. Subbed, thank you, Ratface James. Yeah, happy puberty, my buddy James. Um, and of course, Matthew, my Matthew Comstock in the super chat. Super chat, all hail, mighty Cobra. Indeed. Uh, okay, so we got a lot of cool people hanging out with us tonight. We've got Delta 17 hanging out tonight, so uh. You're at Joe Fest. you're hanging out at the table and the artwork catches my eye and I go over and I realize that you guys like are about to launch a product. This is not a launch of a Kickstarter. This is not a launch of a campaign. There, there's a product that's about to be ready to go. Stephen, uh, how did we get to this point? Kind of run us through uh, how it started and how we got here.
4: Yeah, in about 2019, I started developing some stuff. 2020 brought some people in and uh, brought Ken in, I guess, in June. And, yeah, June uh, we've 2020. Just been, yeah. Oh, okay, sweet. <clears throat> and we've been uh, working on this toy line. Uh, thankfully, we're self-funded. We found an investor. And uh, I hope you don't mind. I'm going for the, uh, the, the sort of, you know, genuine, authentic helicopter dj anonymous look here no
0: this is fantastic i am enjoying this thoroughly i love the patch
4: at one point i'm going to do you know the the space balls thing where it's like you know i can't breathe in this thing right (laughs) but not not yet
0: (laughs) we'll save it we'll save it
4: (laughs) yeah save it for later yeah yeah so don't tell anyone um but yeah, we, we found some amazing designers. Uh, we started off with a handful of crappy ones, fired them all pretty quick and, uh, found this guy, Tommy Hodges. He's incredible. He's done nine of the 11 figures, uh, brought in a second designer, Jesse Sandifer to do the last two. And it's just been incredible. These guys are, are insanely good. And we've just sort of been developing as we go. Um, in some some ways, I didn't really know what I was looking for. We sort of, you know, took it one day at a time, and and a lot of uh, a lot of the designs got turfed, and other ones were uh, were strengthened as we went. But um, yeah, it's it's been good.
0: And and that was kind of one of my questions: was when you started off, was it just, man, I I I want O rings back. I want to get a line of you know classically styled action figures did you have concepts uh, for the story or specific characters like how much did you start with conceptually
4: uh well of the original designs there's a whole bunch of guys that have survived and uh that are that are in the line now and there's there's you know about 50 percent were turfed and the other 50 percent have survived um yeah, it's it's just sort of organically grown the the story their their backstories their characters different things like that. Um, I love O rings. I will always love O rings. They are my passion. You know, I have other toy lines here, but I um, I, I don't know nothing does it like an O ring. So um, I wanted to bring something back as well as be able to pay my hydro bill and maybe take my kids to you know to, to out for dinner from time to time. So it's, uh, I've always been working on stuff. It's, it's nice to see something that's finally, you know, catching a bit of traction. So, and it
0: has been over three years in the making. So getting to the point now yeah. where you're, you're really getting close to the finish line. It has got to be pretty special. Uh, it's,
4: yeah, it's hard to believe.
0: Uh, Ken with the props in the background I'm loving this you got Galvatron you've got Snoopy uh, you're 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 killing it over there
3: Galvatron was out of frame and I meant to put him in frame but I was organizing the room and I'm like where's Galvatron you don't just lose a box figure and I look like, way over in the corner anyway uh, carry on you were having a, you were having a productive conversation well actually <laughs>
0: Ken, I wanted can I wanted to ask you next is how did Delta 17 come to your attention and how
3: did you get involved with the project Um, I mean, Steve doesn't know how to make his own coffee, uh, put sugar or cream in there, nor does he know how to shine his shoes or wash his car. And I kind (laughs) of went and said, it's the pandemic and I've got some free time and I know how to do that. So, um, here we are, um, a few years later, um, I'm still laboring around and, um, yeah, still, uh, holding his calls and, uh, making his coffee. Um, so, okay. So, all right. Um, that's that's the uh, that that's the kayfabe wrestling story in my head um the actual behind the scenes uh, of how it started uh steve can correct me on some of the details um was a number of years ago we weren't really sure how we were going to sell the product right and at the time i was doing like claim sales like you when you go to gi joe facebook groups you see claim sales right i was doing a lot of that in the canadian groups and almost exclusively in canadian groups and um steve and um and, and Steve had asked, maybe I could be brought in to uh, help, you know, look at how we could sell the product. Um, Very Mm -hmm. quickly, we realized if we were going to move the product, we would need a website, we would need um, probably some distribution partners like a BBTS or someone like that uh, depending on which country you're in and then eventually i just got into like helping with the line development itself just helping with some of the stories and eventually steve and i were on the call not about sales but about the characters the stories Um, i'm not a designer by trade but if he got stuck between two designs and we'd be like okay well you know he might call me and say look i know you're not a designer but which what do you think speaks more to the character we're trying to develop Right. And then I would be like, well, you know, this kind of makes him look more aggressive. This makes him look a little bit more passive And the way we've written the bio. We need to lean one way or the other. So um, so I got involved in the conception around. Yeah, like he'd been developing the line for a number of months, almost a year by that point. And I got in around 2020 summertime, a few months after the pandemic started. And uh, yeah, just been keeping my ear to the ground in the process, um, helping Steve with some resources, like helping him find factories, (coughs) connections, connections. and, you know, like the websites through a buddy of mine um, as well. And, yeah, just that sort of thing. Um, Steve, did I kibosh that or is that kind of? No, you know, that was
4: great. <laughs> um, yeah, initially initially I brought Ken in. I mean, I'm not a salesman. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a mathologist or any of those things. Um, <clears throat> so I, I brought Ken in to do sales and stuff like that. And, and when we were very small, we didn't know how this was going to go at all and uh very quickly i learned that the guy is a freaking encyclopedia britannica of of toys uh he's a fantastic writer um has just he has contributed to this line in a huge way he's uh uh, what's that freaking word i was going to use um anyways invaluable to, to okay, the line, you go. know, we Appreciate we that, could man. not, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Ken. That's for sure. We wouldn't be at this stage. He found our factory production manager for us. He found our website developer for us. He found just a, a long list of stuff. So, in the day to day, you know, it would be a long list of what has Ken brought to the table. It would be a very long list, and um, it's. We wouldn't be where we are without him. And I'm extremely grateful that he's on the team.
3: I appreciate that. And uh, yeah, I mean, when people ask about this right now, what people are, I, I didn't, when we were at Joe Fest, I, I, I sandbagged a bit on telling that, that type of story because right now people are all gaga about the design. So I just wanted everyone to focus on that, and then as as the curtain gets peeled back more and more, and people kind of say, "Hey, uh, what is this?" Then we start to say, "Okay, yeah, this is this is my involvement in the line," um, but I did not want to take any luster off of the work that Steve and Tommy and Jesse were doing as as um, actual 2D and 3D designers. Um, but yes, um, I'll be helping develop a lot of the story, um, and have done some of that already in the past. Um, it, you know, Dave, you spoke to the fact that we kind of surprised everybody at Joe Fest, and that was one of the things because we're not marketers by trade, right? Nope. So I, I talked to Steve and we're like, let's play to our strengths, right? Like if you're doing a Kickstarter, you're going to play to your, your strength of marketing and getting <coughs> interest up front. We're going to mm-hmm. backload the interest instead because right now our strength is the fact that we've been developing in silence for a long time. And yep. it's hard for yep. me to keep my mouth shut because I've had a YouTube channel for the last two years. <laughs> and I've going to keep my mouth shut. And people are like, what are you working on when you're not on YouTube? I don't say I'm helping with Delta 17. I didn't say anything for the longest time. And then while we, I think, Steve, while we were, while we were driving from a Atlanta to augusta is when i kind of explained to steve the way i think it's going to go and steve's not a wrestling fan so hopefully some of you are and uh, i kind of said the i kind of said the analogy is this people are going to joe fest and they know what they're going to see they're going to see the big brands there right people bought a ticket to wrestlemania 3 for hogan versus andre right but one of the things they talked about on the way out was hmm how about that steamboat versus macho man intercontinental title match and i said that's what you want to be we want to be steamboat versus macho we didn't Sell the show, but we're gonna help steal the show. Not single-handedly steal the show because there's a lot of other good stuff there. But we're gonna be that surprised, like, hey, I didn't, I didn't expect that, you know. Anyway, well, cut me off on the <laughs> wrestling stuff because if I start down that path, uh, you'll have to duct tape my mouth shut. So
0: well, no, we'll uh, we'll we'll just plan on doing a whole other episode, a needless things episode about wrestling stuff because that that we can go down that road all day long. And that's actually a great analogy because uh, this Joe Fest there were so many remarkable uh toy lines represented there yeah you guys had i don't want to say competition because i do feel like a rising tide lifts all boats i do feel like all of these o-ring lines happening at the same time is good for every single one of these o-ring lines but the fact that you guys like stood out and and were there uh you know on equal footing with all of these other brands that people have been following already Call Sign Longbow Operation Recall uh, Legends of the Hidden Force like all these brands that people knew were going to be there were expecting to see and yet Delta 17 is is now after that showing you're you're in the same conversation and and we're all excited about all of these brands I think that's it's fantastic mm. uh I want to go way way back to to prior to Delta 17 uh we, we can start with Steve what is your kind of background with joe when or, or were joe even the o-rings that that uh you found first because there were tons of o-ring brands back then as well uh what what are your o-ring origins
4: uh well okay when i was a kid my my parents knew that i was a little bit psychotic so they kept me away from military stuff and guns but uh yeah i caught up with all that now as an old as an adult so So we're good on that level. But um, yeah, I I started with one of those, you know, five foot G.I. Joe's when I was a kid with the the cloth goods and all that stuff. (laughs) He was pretty cool. And my first G.I. Joe was barbecue. I went to one of these uh, water slide things uh, with my school. We lived in a town of like, I don't know, maybe 800 people. We all got on a bus. Well, not all 800, but, you know, from our couple of classes. Right. And went to one of these water slides in Winnipeg, <clears throat> and um, I was hanging out at the bottom of a slide, and this toy comes flying down. I'm just like, holy cow! stuffing it in my shorts, and I ran to the to the bathroom. Probably not the coolest thing to do, you know. <laughs> I stole someone else's toy, but in all fairness, this was barbecue. He was he had his foot broken off, both thumbs gone. He was just tattered, right? So this guy was really well played with. This kid uh, probably wouldn't miss him. But he was my first G.I. Joe, I was just, so I brought him on the bus and I was like, what is this? This is my favorite thing I've ever seen in my life. And they're like, that's G.I. Joe, what are you talking about? I'm like, I've never seen this in my life. I don't know what it is. So that was 1985. I was already, I guess, 12 at the time. Somehow I had missed G.I. Joe for that long. And I just fell head over heels with the, the, I love small things, you know, like hummingbirds and all that stuff. And the level of detail, the articulation, that there was a shine to it. There was a nice heaviness. There was just such a quality that I had never seen in a toy before. Uh, whether it was, you know, Star, I don't want to start kicking on other toy brands. But I had just never seen articulation, yep. shine, individual characters. Each each character was just so interesting, so fascinating. I mean, you, you could take a guy like Shipwreck. He was just a dumb Navy guy in a blue shirt. That's it but he wasn't and the parrot. like
3: oh, come on yeah you know well okay yeah yeah
4: so he had a parrot you know I'll, I'll give him that but if you look at him there's really not that much going on but he was shipwrecked he was the coolest like these they were able to to bring such life to these these characters these figures and um it blew me away so i i went in hard and um and just bought and shoplifted as many as I could. And, um,
1: Statute yeah, limitations. And, it's okay. Yeah. You yeah, right. can reveal that now.
4: I, I was a minor at the time. I didn't know what I was doing. So, um, yeah, I think by the time I finished and found out about girls and, and alcohol, I think I was, I had about 45 of them and a handful, I think about three or four vehicles. That's it. But, uh, I was amazed man, just incredible. To this day, I don't think there is another toy style figure, an, a, another buck or brand or whatever you want to call it, that, that really outshines the O-ring figure. In, in, in my opinion, they seem higher quality, They have that, they have that gloss to them, they have a weight to them, they have great articulation. With a lot of the modern stuff, you have that matte finish, which makes it look a bit cheap so in a way, you sort of have a, a miniature Rolls Royce of a toy, so to speak.
0: I, I think the O-ring, th- there is something magical and unique about it, but I really do think it's, it's the apex of playability and detail. Yeah. It's the yeah. right size. If, if you want it to interact with a bunch of vehicles or whatever, it's the right size for that. But it's also just, uh, e- even a six-inch figure is a little big to just fiddle around with uh the the o-rings are just the perfect size the right amount of articulation because the you know the modern era joes i love them i've got a big collection of them behind me but mm-hmm. there's so much to those that again you can't really just play with them and and that's yeah. what i think makes the o rings so special is is they're just the perfect little self-contained figure uh, and they're hardy
4: they're really hardy. yes you know yes ken what Inside about you what, was,
3: what what are your uh o-ring origins Um, I mean, I grew up a little bit with He-Man as a kid, then I transitioned to Transformers. And then I moved over to G.I. Joe sometime around or shortly after getting into real Ghostbusters. Um, It was already probably the late 80s by the time I discovered G.I. Joe um, on television. And by the time I discovered it, it was a lot of sub team stuff and some of the leftover movie stuff. And if I was lucky, I would see some of the leftover 1986 stuff on the shelves. So like, I remember having uh, like my, t- my my Duke was the Tiger Force Duke. My Destro was the Iron Grenadiers Destro, right? Um, but then, you know, there was a lot of stuff from the movie leftover. So as much as I don't like Cobra Law today, I grew up with those figures. I grew up with Slaughter's Renegades and I grew up with a Falcon figure. And occasionally I would get an 86 figure like I would have a General Hawk. But I missed the true peak of the O ring. I caught sort of the later peak, right? So I still caught it in the '80s, but I remember more the '88 to '89 phase and then the post Deke era. You know, I remember playing a lot of Star Brigade stuff and uh, Eco Warriors with my with my friend. Which it's funny because I don't really collect those figures today. Um, but so, but the thing is, having had that experience of playing with all those toys, like Come I played now. with toys. You know, now, we love.
0: I, you know, we so, love. A good
3: bright colored Joe around here. So, so giraffe force leather neck was the was was the figure that I had growing. Sorry, that that is that is a term you've heard, right? Or did, did or have people oh no, I think you just coined that.
1: No, I, well, I've heard I've heard that term. Especially when I was putting that costume together a few years ago, I, I, I saw it referred to that way several times.
3: <laughs> okay, cool. Because I, I literally just pulled that out of like the, the twenty nine the pages of twenty nineteen Facebook, um, <laughs> you know. And that's um, that's the leather neck I grew up with, but I don't have one right now because I, I'm happy with my version one and the special emissions Brazil version. But as, as someone who played with toys right through the Power Rangers era, you know, and I had superheroes and all that growing up. Um, G.I. Joe's to me are the best vintage toy ever yeah. made because there's nothing like walking into a toy aisle. And I've told the story many times, but, but seeing a Defiant on one side and a mobile command center on the other side, you know, that's how gangbusters this line was. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it's just, it's such that like, I just love toy histories. Look, I, I went back and bought a 66 Green Beret. You know what I mean? Because I just love like, O-Ring is where it started for me, right? I still have the love of classified today and the love of the 12 inch line and I'm slowly like just through some friends in the chat that I've, who I who like I could read their names out, but there's too many too many of them. I'm starting to look some of the four-inch stuff as well, but yeah. effectively I just felt like O-ring was more fun than any other toy. It had more articulation. Like when I had my Hasbro wrestling ring, those 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 wrestlers had like a single spring action or something. Right. I would use my GI Joes as my head cannon instead as my wrestlers, and I broke. Crotches. I I had to break. I broke O rings and had to, you know, replace them with rubber bands back then because I didn't know how to find O rings. And yeah, um, just a lot of memories with GI Joe right up right up to this day. Favorite vintage style toy line ever. Right.
0: So uh, with Delta Seventeen, obviously this is a. It, it a lot of these feel like oh this is a later era of Joe to a certain extent like oh this could be this could have come into the line 97 98 or whatever if the original real American hero had continued on uh, yeah tell us about because one of the things I was most fascinated by is the fact that they have so many accessories but all of the accessories can be stored on the figures tell us about some of these characters and some of the concepts and and how uh, how you put these together how you came up with this guy is going to have a dog in a dog bowl on his backpack. Like all, all of the, I'm fascinated by the process of here's this character and here's what we're going to give them.
4: Right. Um, well, for some of the characters, I mean, the, the dog just kind of was added onto him as we we're sort of making his personality, right. His, you know, he's for, for the guy with the dog, Leonidas, He's, uh, he's a salty operator. He's been in the military for so long. He loves soldiering. You'll hear this. You know, I hear this all the time in the Army. I love soldiering, but I hate the Army, right? <laughs> so, I mean, the Army ultimately is, is a government bureaucracy. You know, you, you have to fill out forms in triplicate, and you just filled it out last month, and they tell you, too bad, suck it up, do it again. And it's just like, love you guys, love you, you know. Anyways, so this guy hates frickin' army, but he loves soldier and he loves what he does. And, you know, just some things that I started writing about him was, uh, was one thing based off of... Um, uh, what was it? Shawshank Redemption, when one of those uh, prisoners had that little pet mouse, right? And I just thought of this guy, you know, wherever he goes, he grabs a little baby squirrel, sticks it in his pocket. And, you know, he, he's just, just one of those guys, he's, he's really jaded, really salty, but he still looks for hope and love and all that stuff, you know, he'll, he'll save kids, he's got a soft spot towards, I don't mean towards the ladies in, as in a ladies man, but just, you know, he's, uh, he's all about finding good things in life, even though his life has been garbage, right? So that's why we wanted to put a puppy on his pack. It's it's not really this puppy is not really a uh, an add to the team. You would say he's more of a minus. So we're gonna see him act sort of um, somewhat challenged. He is yeah he, he's not good for the team. You know. So to speak and but we'll see the dog grow into a, a fantastic sort of operators dog as the years go by we'll come up with a second version of them and uh, But Leonidas is always trying to you know Redeem that which he sees around him and, and you know, we gave the the dog a little dog bowl that comes off so if the dog wants to eat or drink and, uh, the funny thing is this, this little dog bowl was the, the star of our booth that joked us, you know, <laughs> it was just like, oh my goodness, a dog bowl. So I think we're just going to stick dog bowls on freaking everything. Huh?
0: <laughs> dog bowl 17 coming soon. Yeah. <laughs>
3: that'll, that'll be, that'll be the parody line. The April 1st release of the line. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, great variety of characters but also I feel like you guys have so- shown some restraint because what you had on display you had some good guys you had some bad guys but it didn't feel like an overwhelming uh offering that you're going to have at first it felt like something very manageable very doable as as a collector
4: yeah we <laughs> wanted to stay uh with our first wave we wanted to stay somewhat grounded <clears throat> with our core characters and not be too outlandish. You know, we're not, uh, you know, Ken had a great question the other day. Who's our snake eyes? And it's like, well, we don't have one right now. Um, the other day, I've been so- asking
3: for three years who our snake eyes is. <laughs> <laughs> Your memory yeah, only yeah. goes back about 48 hours, Steve. It's okay. I don't mind. Yeah, pretty much. Well, it's, it's this damn helmet, man. It's just yeah,
4: it's too much pressure. Squeezing the blood. Yeah. yeah. But... Um, <laughs> At least I took yeah. the cape off, right? I took the cape off. But um, no, there's there's a lot of that stuff. We don't have that fantastical element just yet to to some of it. Um, but we, we are trying to stay grounded with our core members, trying to keep it somewhat realistic. The the setting for our world is starts in about 2015, maybe 2013, and then we roll our way forwards to modern day. So. Um, we're going to stay somewhat grounded in in realism.
0: And how is the, how is the lore uh, going to be available for uh, people who want to follow Delta 17
4: comic book? So we're uh, it's comic book. Number one is pretty much written up. And I just, I'm going to hand off the first 10 pages to the artist. I just got to pass it off to Ken. I'm just typing it up right now. I hate typing. So my typing is mostly backspacing. So, uh, yeah.
3: Yeah, uh, we, we looked at some of the pages on the plane on the way back um, as Steve was doing some sketches on the flight back. And yeah, I mean, the comic does have a lot of development to it, but I, I imagine what Steve's done is he's kind of organized it a little bit more since then and probably scan it and send it to me. And I'll just, I'll just script it up in a way that's uh, able to be handed off to the artist, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So yeah. timeline timeline wise, uh, what are we looking at for for having figures available to folks?
4: Well, we just uh, backed our production date up two weeks, so we're going to wait an extra two weeks. So August, uh,
3: uh, can't remember. August tenth. No, August tenth. Thirteenth. No, no. Hold 13th. on. It's July twenty sixth plus two weeks, so fourteen days. Yeah, August August ninth. I don't know. Nah. Whatever. We don't do um, a lot of math I, here on the show, yeah. that's fine. No, no, no math.
2: August. august August-ish, yes. August-ish. <laughs> yes.
4: Um, yeah, so that'll, that'll see the figures landing in uh, end of October, early November, somewhere around there. And, uh, you know, if they clear customs and all that stuff, and China doesn't invade Taiwan and in different, uh, you know, geometrical problems yeah. and now uh, we'll be all right yeah so we so could, that's,
3: that's landed to us right we still have to box right. and ship them back out so depending where you live hopefully it's a merry christmas Let's put it that. that's way.
0: what i was going to say we could potentially have delta 17 figures under the tree for christmas that's 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 a so. heck of a goal that'd be fantastic so. uh so we we had spoken and i don't i don't know if timing wise everything worked out but did you have some packaging uh that you were able to
4: share here I do. Uh, yeah, we got our first, uh, what's it called? T1 EP. I don't know. I can't remember all the freaking terms. T1, T1
3: EP. T1 EP.
4: Yeah. Okay. So we've oh, man, got we've... to.
3: This is oh, great. Stop, stop
4: moving.
3: The lazy
1: Susan going the whole time. I love it.
4: Yeah. Round and round. These guys are ready to barf. Eh? What
0: goes around comes around.
4: <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you why. Okay, so <laughs> we've got some packaging here already you'll notice that there are, you know, a couple of a uh, couple of errors in the font here. They, they dropped a couple of colors, but I've got two copies of, of all the figures in hand. They're all painted up and produced in the machines. So we're just working through, uh, you know, different issues and different things. Like this, this guy, his tampo needs to be redone, that's the pad print that's on his face, it's not wide enough, otherwise this figure's really good. I have to adjust the shotgun holder a little bit, make it a bit tighter, you know, here's our salty operator that we were talking about just a little while ago, uh, with this puppy. So yeah, we've got, um, we've got all sorts of,
3: packaged up, uh, these ones are empty i keep emptying them out yeah and it's just the lighting a lot of those uh, those troopers are actually green are like a like a dark military green they look grayish black here but um yeah they're more they're more military-ish than that
4: yeah yeah i probably have bad lighting but this is our this is our green shirt troop builder so they're known as delta squad you can get them in caucasian or african-american variety it's only the 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 little face here at the bottom they have a little bit of uh, a little bit of their skin showing through underneath the big visor so yeah preacher he's our marksman not really our sniper he's more of a recon marksman Uh And he also has a close quarters M4, just a a dirty, no frills M4. They adjusted the backpack really nice, so the guns really fit in there nice and snug. They were a bit problematic before, but now you can really, you know, reef on them and they don't come out. So I love stuff like that. I love the details, you know.
0: I really like those clips as opposed to just pegs.
4: Yeah, yeah, we do have pegs on another one of our guys, and it's it's working out all right. You know, this is Jaguar, enemy assassin, and he's got pegs on the back of his pack that hold the sniper rifle, but if you want, you take the Chris Vector out of his hand, the submachine gun, and that clips onto the pack as well. Then he has dual uh, sword batons. I don't know if you can see those. Cool. But uh, they can be used defensively, you know, for blocking along the forearm, or you flip them around and go stabby stabby with them. <laughs> so, yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty cool. He's he's got uh, full tiger stripe outfit for anyone who's into the tiger stripe motif, which we have never seen in GI. Oh wait, so he's pretty neat. That's Jagvar um creature people really love this dude rooster he's our uh native american uh radio dude radio recon so he's got uh he's got our dual backpack system so his radio the handset comes off comes with a spare antenna so you get two antennas out of the deal in case you lose one like most of us do and then his radio comes off it has its own backpack peg so you can any other guy can you know hump the radio the man pack around for a while or just use it separately as well as the the bottom bag actually pops off in case you want to pretend that you're loading up the bag off of his bigger frame pack it's sort of like a a 64 style ruck frame uh, just modified a bit so if you're into the Canadian military you'll know what the 64 pack is And then we've got our Polish Grenadier. This one's going to be uh, undergoing quite a bit of of changes. Like here's the, here's the Paint Master version, here's the uh, first print version from the factory. The head is a little bit too thin, so they have to increase the pressure and we changed the artwork on her face, she'll look a lot better than this. Um, All of these figures will be getting a final uh, polish. So we're we're polishing the moulds so they come out looking nice and shiny just like uh, the old era stuff does. I have one sample. Where the heck did he go? Crappers. I promise I
3: did not pocket him on the way home. (laughs) It's not sitting on on eBay for... Anyway. It's at the bottom of a water slide.
4: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) In someone else's shorts, right? So here we have uh this guy has gone through a polish his colors aren't correct here but i don't know if you can see it but he's quite a bit shinier he's he looks yeah, similar yeah. To the era you know th- over here he's a little bit shiny but still a bit a bit matte finish um so that's that's the goal with all of them is to have them all have that that era pop to them so
0: well, these look absolutely amazing. Um, I can't wait to have the opportunity. And and Ken, I noticed you said in the chat that these will not be going on sale until you guys know uh, when you're going to have the product available that that you know you're going to be able to deliver. And I think that's
3: great. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Unless that's changed, Steve. But I, you know, we're not going to be taking people's money while this stuff is in production. Like. By the time we take money, they probably landed already like um, in North America somewhere.
4: Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't really want to get into that shady pre-order
3: stuff. We'll. We'll see if we. Well, I mean, yeah. we're we're also not used to it. We're also not used to it, right? Like pre-orders yeah, yeah, exactly. are extremely standard. But the thing. But the thing of the matter is, like, when you pre-order and people start saying, "Where's my stuff? Where's my stuff?" Oh, nobody's answered us for two days. Then they start bombing our messenger. Then I'm podcasting on Toy Connection, and somebody says, "Ken, where's my order? Where's my order?" Yeah. Sorry, I'm talking about. I'm talking about Transformers over here. But we have the luxury of being able to do that because. the private investor that we had yeah that's why so we're not in a rush to like we're the way we're set up logistically we can get away with that right now as things get more established we haven't talked about whether wave two or wave three will have pre-orders in the future um so we're not going to write it off but at this point in time we just we don't want to open ourselves up to that um situation that's all
0: i i think everything that you're doing right now is creating Uh, uh, just an incredible first impression and i think
4: that's so valuable yeah well thank you appreciate that
0: so these are the bad guys here let's talk about these guys
4: yeah okay so well you got to start with your you know your your top baddie right shadow dragon so he is our leader and he's sort of a samurai themed leader and uh we've We it was pretty difficult to get this guy all sculpted up So we had to have additional, you know armor plating on his arms and on his chest here at the top Those are separate pieces. He comes with a soft goods fabric cape It'll be a nice silk and there's a little wire at the bottom so you can sort of pose it a little bit and we had him, we had his sword holders made a certain way so that, you know, the, the swords would would sit in a really cool manner. The sword, the, the tip's almost touch there, which looks pretty neat. Uh, the, the back shoulder panel can actually come off and you can remove the cape if you really want to have like the no cape effect. So, and then he comes with a, a cool custom little uh, submachine gun that we purchased off of a guy on ArtStation. And, uh, it's called the surrogate It's a really neat, neat gun, but this guy is, um, he's pretty nasty. He's, he's not a good guy in, in any form, but he's our sort of high tech samurai based team leader. And he, uh, he has his own army, which is known as the dark shadows. And he also hires, um, disgruntled, you know, Russian mercenaries, um, who are led by death sparrow. So that's that is Shadow Dragon and his his lieutenant is Jaguar. And that's the uh, enemy assassin that we were talking about previously. This guy doesn't say anything, never takes his mask off or his goggles off, he uses a little little telegraph device that he has in his pocket to to relay uh, orders or information back to HQ and um next in command is the leader of retrograd so these are our soviet um mercenaries well russian mercenaries so this is death sparrow here she's our our blonde bombshell russian and she lo- she believes in maximum firepower that's why we gave her an aks 74u i believe it is um some machine gun with a drum on it, so I like anything drum fed, because it just delivers maximum firepower and then in her backpack you can see another drum pouch here and she's got an older style grenade on her on her uh, backpack, one of the old ones from the 60s, 70s, she likes to rebuild stuff just to cause more, more mayhem, you know, it's, it's fun to do to destroy things in sort of a classical fashion, she believes in that. Mm-hmm. So,
3: and just want to be clear that um, sometimes I see people assume that there's three factions. There really isn't, right? There's Delta Seventeen, and then there's uh, the bad guys, which is basically yes, it's two factions, but it's really one faction employed by the other. You know, think of right. Zarkan being employed by—I mean, the Dreadnought being employed by Cobra or Mars Industries being contracted right. by Cobra in 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 some ways, right?
4: Yeah, exactly. And then, so, for for Shadow Dragon, he also, he produces in his uh, underground hidden factory, he's got these Okami, which are robot ninjas, they have uh, hands that you can take off, you can swap, you can store the hands on their backpack, see they're right here in the middle, it's kind of hard to see that, but uh, you can take the hands off, put little sword hands on there, little gun hand on there, or he has full-size katanas also on his backpack. So if you want to keep the hands on and give him uh give him put a katana in there, or if you want to use the gun, it also has a hand grip on it as well. So someone else can take it off and use it. Um, they're, they're pretty neat. There are army builders. We have three army builders in total. You know, we have our green shirts, which are our Delta squad and they come with a lot of accessories, there's a little k bar knife on there, there's a gas mask actually stored inside the back of his backpack, that will clip onto his face. Uh, He's got a Law rocket launcher with uh, three missiles, one of them sits inside the the launcher of course, then he's got the beautiful G36C rifle, which I'm a huge fan of.
2: So, Mm-hmm. And then and the, with
3: yeah, and with the Okami, their attachments are swappable with the original 1986 Battle Android Trooper. Uh,
4: mm-hmm. nice. nice, nice. Yeah, let me find a bat. Where did I put him? He was oh here. Alright. So here's your bats. Oh, did he have to lose his? I lost his figure stand. Alright. Let's take the gun off of Okami. We'll do a straight swap here. So there's okami with a bat arm if you want nice and and with the okami the both hands are swappable with the bats it was just one with the okami it's both so here's here's a bat just stand please good a bat with the okami gun on it so you can swap them right over if you want so and then we got one more bad guy for For the bad dudes, and that's our Spetsnats. Hey, don't do that. That guy just got fired. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He'll be disappeared later tonight. All right, so this is our Spetsnats Special Forces Trooper. He has a removable helmet, comes with two different visors that flip down, flip up. One of the visors is is see-through, so you can see his eyes, and the other one has a painted red stripe to give him a bit more pop. So there he is with his visor down and he also comes with a removable nice big belt with lots of gear on it, similar to what Snow Serpent had, so it'll be the nice soft PVC. We have a couple of paint apps, you know, one on his backpack, one on his belt and then he comes with an AK-12 machine gun. And uh, yeah, the the helmet is removable, this is their titanium Atlan helmet, I believe. Underneath, he's got a nice grey balaclava on and uh, the helmet is nice, is a nice fit. We're trying to make sure that everything fits nice, nothing falls off. You know, with with Shepard, we've got his helmet with the night vision goggles on and you can really, you know, try to get that to fall off, it won't fall off. It's got a nice fit to it. With Shepard, his night vision goggles, by the way, you can take them out turn them around and plug them back in so that they sit right in front of his eyes. So it looks like he's really wearing them. So that that is the Delta 17 line. And on the good guys, if you count the two uh, skin color variations, there's seven figures. And then with the bad guys, there's five. But they have two army builders. So you can, you can really just go for it if you want.
0: Well, this... This is amazing. I didn't even realize we were going to get this close a look at the line. You guys are doing some incredible work. Uh, where can we follow along? Give us the sites, uh, obviously, Instagram, wherever else. Uh, give us those sites where everybody's going to be able to follow what you're doing and find out when these go up for sale.
3: How about I just read out Steve's phone number and then everyone just... Then
0: we can call him when they're two days late.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Delta 17.com. And of course we'll keep loading. Delta 17 toys.com. There we go. Good. Sorry. Yes. Carry on Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah. No, no, that's fine.
4: You got it. Delta 17 toys.com and we're on Instagram and Facebook under the same name. So if you just do Instagram.com forward slash Delta 17 toys, you'll find us and eventually we'll get set up on Twitter um, yeah, Neil, don't
3: call me right now, but, uh, <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Neil's one of our loyal people in the, uh, like on forums and, you know, just, uh, thank you for, helping us spread the word of the line. Anyone in the chat, actually a lot of people have, have done a lot of that already.
0: Well, and thank mm-hmm. you all in the chat for showing up tonight and, and being part of this conversation. And and Steve and Ken, thank you guys for stopping by and, and sharing a look at this amazing toy line we're very excited for. We'll continue following along on Audible Interlude. We'll be giving updates and, and keeping up uh, with everything that's going on with you guys. Uh, thank you so much for stopping by. We've got more show to do, but Steve and Ken, thank you guys. It's been great. Uh, and we look forward to talking to you again soon in the future.
4: Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Thanks you, Christian and all. Appreciate it, man.
3: Yep. Absolutely. All three of you. Thanks for having us on. Uh much appreciated. And uh, absolutely we'll talk to you when we talk to you. All right. Take thanks care. a
0: lot, guys. Bye. See you later. We're just gonna leave the Delta Seventeen pick up. <laughs> that was amazing. I did not realize we were gonna get that kind of look at Delta Seventeen.
1: Uh, yeah, I feel like we like broke some. Uh, we we broke some news almost. Like I don't I, think there's yeah. been that much reveal.
2: I am super happy for everybody that's in the chat that did not get to see these at Joe Fest. Yeah. Cause when he first started talking, that's what kept going through my mind was just those amazing sculpts. I hope they get to see them and we got to see them in detail.
0: Well, and it was funny because just, uh, you know, going up to the table, the very, cause I, I dropped in on Friday when I was picking my badge up and just saw that table. And I was like, man, that uh, the, the art was there. None of the figures were there yet. And I was just like, man, that looks cool. I'm going to go talk to that guy. And when he said we're going to have figures here later today, it just blew my mind because we all know, and and there's nothing wrong with Kickstarter. There's nothing wrong with pre-orders. Everybody does it. It's it's a way to get things done, and all we want is for toys to get made, right? At the end of the day, we want toys to get made. Uh, but it was it just blew my mind that this Delta 17. Uh, it's not fair to say it came out of nowhere because they've been ver- working very hard on it since 2019, uh, but you know, to, to show up with such force was amazing. Uh, all right. Well, we have got some news to talk about. Uh, we're going to skip over a few things because I, I, I just wanted to talk about Delta 17 all night, quite frankly. Um, but we've got a few things we're going to talk about. Uh, let's see here. Oh, we've got to do a little screen share. Let me get my, my materials ready
1: technology once again let me
0: let me get my little tiny pictures ready (laughs) no i think our thumbnails guys i think i've got a little better pictures for the most part (laughs) this time uh all right here we go let's find out all right that's the screen i want to share i'm going to put this screen up so our pal silent interlude pointed out to me that the grease gun came with that Firefly comes with that we were trying to figure, or I was trying to figure out, what, what, do I? why does it look so familiar? Why is that so correctly G.I. Joe, but it's not Firefly's gun? It came with the night landing craft, which is, of course, directly related to Firefly. Uh, but there it is right there in the picture, uh, that grease gun that is very close to what the classified figure comes with so I just thought that was cool worth bringing up a little follow-up uh from our last live episode uh all right let me I've got to rearrange a couple of things here I'm gonna stop my screen share uh pull my notes over here I really need three monitors you guys so we had, you know what? I'm not going to bother screen sharing that. Real quick, I'm just going to say, did you guys see the Jurassic World crowdfund? fund?
2: hmm mm-hmm.
0: So for 250 bucks, the base item is a motorized Jurassic Park gate uh, and the T-Rex from, I think, one of the recent movies, which is kind of a weird choice. And then the unlocks are the early birds are all the dinosaur like identifier signs. Like when you go to a zoo and it says like, um, you know the the koala bears or whatever, and gives little facts like all those dinosaur signs, and then the kids are each a tier. I just thought it was interesting because one, if if there, there's a lot of crossover between GI Joe and Jurassic Park. I think because of the 118 scale size, uh, and I just thought it was interesting to sort of compare a different crowd fund to what we've seen you know the sky striker for instance uh so just to just start some conversation as to well how do we feel about 250 dollars jurassic park stuff uh, I, and i don't know i i don't collect jurassic park so i don't know where i land on that if anybody in the chat uh has any thoughts about it uh let us know It, it was just interesting to me to see that and it popped up out of nowhere uh indiana jones 112 collective figure i pre-ordered it I'm in. It's, it's G.I. Joe adjacent, so I thought I'd bring it up. Did you guys see this thing?
2: Yes. What impressed,
0: me, what impressed me about it is the fact that it's Raiders of the Lost Ark and mm-hmm. not from the new movie because if you remember, they did a Hellboy and it was the Hellboy from the new Hellboy movie and not the Ron Perlman one and I really do wonder how that thing sold versus how a Ron Perlman Hellboy would have sold or even a comic-based Hellboy uh i can't imagine the that as much as we all love david harbour i can't imagine the david harbour hellboy figure setting any sales records uh and then one final before we get into yojo june one final piece of uh non-hasbro news super seven is and we've known about this for a while but big bad toy store has actually got it listed for pre-order no pictures yet uh, they are releasing a super cyborg of the snake armor. Now, I've got the bat that they did, and I think it's really cool. It's It was, well, I paid full price, and I thought it was worth it, but it's, it's gone up and down since then. It's uh, a very cool piece. The snake armor is kind of mystifying to me, though, because I feel like they should have taken the opportunity, because the super cyborgs are about 12 inches. Why not make one of Cobra's big robots? Yeah. Why not do something that you could put in there with your reaction figure collection? Because that's for years. You guys remember those big figs, the like big giant, like three foot tall Star Wars oh, figures? Yeah, stuff. like that. And, uh, mm-hmm. I think I think Jacks did them. Mm-hmm. Jack specific. I always was baffled by why they didn't do giant characters in that scale to go with. Like, why not do a Giganta to go with DC Universe Classics? Why not do a Galactus. Giant Man to, huh? Or yeah, Galactus. Why not do Galactus? Why mm-hmm. not do Giant Man and Ant-Man, and or not Ant-Man, uh, Giant Man and Goliath to go with Marvel Legends? Like, they never really took that approach. And And really, since I was a kid, I've wondered if you have multiple scales why not take advantage of that and i feel like super seven could have done something really cool and look i'm not saying the snake robot won't be cool i'm sure it will be but why not do something that fits with an existing collection like people who want a 12 inch tall snake armor are a a niche of a niche of a niche but people who are collecting reaction figures or even o-rings Vintage O rings and would want one of the big Cobra robots like the Cobra Kaiju from the episode we just reviewed last week. Mm-hmm. Everybody would want that. And yeah, it would be a little small, but who cares? You're doing a big giant 12 inch robot, do it. I don't know. It just kind of baffled me. A weird decision to me. Uh, all right. Having said that, it is time to talk about some Yojo June stuff. And the first thing we want to check in on is the Dragonfly. Have you guys taken a look at the Dragonfly in the last couple of days?
1: I looked at it earlier today, and it was at like 14.6?
0: Yeah, it's kind of slowed to a crawl. But, I mean, the Hiss did the same thing in the middle of the campaign, if you remember. So, Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's funded. And as I've said, I think it's going to end around 21,000 but we'll we'll find out when we do our live countdown
1: that's uh that's that's pretty ambitious we'll see because uh yeah it's got a long way to go
0: it's got a long way to go but it's still tracking the same as the hiss
1: yeah and there's going to be some fomo at the end there's always the fomo
0: absolutely as there should be uh so we're at fourteen thousand five hundred and sixty-nine. uh on our way to 16 we'll we'll see how it goes But we do have some new pictures. Uh, We got some painted shots that I think are worth taking a look at here because I was pretty excited to see just how different they looked from what we had seen before. And we also get a look at the Steel Brigade uh, in the gunner position, which I thought was great just seeing that figure in action I mean this thing looks fantastic how do you guys feel about the painted version versus the renders we saw
2: before I take renders with a grain of salt right. at right. this point because there's always so much that's that's different and seeing when you sent these photos, I was like, I wish we had gotten these in the beginning. I mean, obviously we're going to get the renders, but I mean, this looks amazing.
0: It really does bring it to a to a whole other level from those renders. Yeah. And then this this wild bill is unbelievable. Yeah. All of that detail mm-hmm. on his holsters and on his gloves um seeing the way that the vest works uh with the web gear the hat i mean just everything this is this has the potential to be a top five classified figure now where i really didn't get that feeling initially Mm -hmm. and then we've got the nice shot with the his tanks which is just great to see because, of course, that's the whole point. matter of fact, you know what I didn't notice? Uh, one of the treads from the his tanks is below the mm-hmm. dragonfly right at the bottom of the picture there. That's a nice touch. I like that. Uh, and then finally, I threw this one in just for fun, because it looks like <laughs> it looks like Bill had a rough night and is <laughs> leaning out the side of the dragonfly, just uh, let, letting loose. Yeah. I've been
2: amused by some of the photoshops. <laughs> that people have put online <laughs> from
0: <that. laughs> uh so yeah we we definitely have got a uh a much better idea of what the final product is going to look like and i'm more excited than ever let me ask you guys okay so you notice on the wing there that little red light on top of the wing now we know that doesn't light up but it does look like it's a translucent bulb doesn't it hmm So that's interesting to me. I noticed that in the render, but of course, you know, like you said, renders, who knows what what that'll end up being. Uh,
2: And remember in our, when the render came out, we were having all these conversations because uh, some of the different looks, you know? Right, right. And we were like, oh, is it going to be stickers? Is it going to be tampo? And honestly, like now looking at the painted model, I'm convinced it's just going to be tampo because with all those rivets. Yeah. Why well, why would you want stickers? But we don't have like we don't have the the mouth that we got
1: in the yeah other, well, other it, picture there, and
0: it did say that it includes stickers. Yeah. But I don't understand how that's going to work with those rivets, which is you know what I had said before. So I don't know. It, it remains to be seen. Maybe Hasbro's just that good, and they can engineer something up that'll make yeah. that work i mean I what know.
1: we saw before were renders so who knows they could have swappable panels without rivets maybe for a sticker application i mean that i would think that's crazy but say, I don't that, know. that seems pretty ambitious but i don't know how else you're gonna get stickers on there with all those rivets
0: right right we'll see uh Okay, so uh shipping updates. The Arctic Bats shipped from Pulse, and I once again did... I don't know why. I didn't bother ordering from Pulse. I did my Amazon and Big Bad orders on the Arctic Bats. I think Wait, maybe... I haven't
2: got my notice from them, and that's well, who I ordered mine through. Oh,
0: is it? See? Yeah. I think something happened. Oh, you know what? I was on the road uh when these went up for pre-order, and... Big Bad and Amazon put them up before Pulse did, and I had to get going again, and I wasn't ever able to check back with Pulse, and by the time I did, they were mm. sold out. That's, that's why I don't have these uh, from Pulse, So, uh, but they're supposed to be shipping soon from Big Bad. I got that email today. Uh, Shipwreck shipped from Amazon today, and then all of the rest from that wave are supposed to be shipping soon from Pulse everywhere else just says september
1: yeah we i think we all got our notifications last week that these are going to be shipping soon but i we i haven't seen them hit my bank account yet
0: no but i'm, I'm sure it'll be if if not well it won't be tomorrow but it, it by wednesday would be my guess uh so let's talk about some more pre-order reveal things that happened uh It'll it happen old... so
1: fast. I forget what we've already covered at this point. <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it is difficult to
0: keep up with. I've got to adjust my screen here. Let me close that. Let me shrink that down. Let me put my notes over here. Thank you all who are watching for bearing with us as I figure out. I learned something about streaming today. Uh, I learned how to pin a speaker's uh screen up because he when steven was showing the delta 17 stuff i was like well i don't want this in the little gallery we need to feature this and i figured out you can pin one person's uh image up there so we were able to keep delta 17 up and i i learned that tonight
1: well it wasn't quite doing that no it was talking would would but it would
0: but it would always go back yeah which is which was the key so that it worked out well okay uh crimson viper i I know you guys interest level in this one was not very high
2: (laughs) he looks like he he should be on an evil knievel motorcycle i wish that Uh, would probably get me to buy him
0: it's i really this i think it looks great i mean it's the viper but in red but i do kind of wish the vest was blue and i know that wouldn't really be appropriate for a, a crimson viper but I yeah, think We need look...
1: something to break it up. I think that the 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 neckerchief will give it a little bit, you know, to, to break it up a little bit. But yeah, yeah, I don't think it's enough.
0: So it's uh, they did. It looks like it should look, but I'm not super excited about it. I, I've got I'll I'll get one just to put with my other crimson things. And then when it gets marked down, I'll get another one to have two. But that's probably it. Uh, but then we got this fella. Christian, how do you feel about Nunchuck?
2: Okay. I think he looks great. Honestly, I have zero interest in him because I still just think it is a bland design
0: for really
2: me, for me, for me, for my aesthetic, um, the the. The camo, like, it all looks really, really good. Um, I just have zero interest in the character. It doesn't, it it just doesn't do anything for me. But for those of you who are excited for him, I am incredibly happy for you.
0: I I dig him. I really love the, first of all, we finally have, and and granted, the final product, you know, we'll know once we have it in hand, but... It looks like we finally got some nice high cr- uh, high contrast camo, mm-hmm. where the stripes really stand out against the background. I like this black and green, or the the black uh, accessories and armor and whatever else with the green camo. I think it's a really cool look. I like the headgear. Um, I don't know this figure just really appeals to me. It, it it's a very 80s looking ninja design to me Uh, i like the claws i am
2: curious because if you look if you notice like his head piece so they have the one side right kind of sticking a little further over right um but the other side looks so close to the side of his head so I, i i'll be curious to see your review to see how that affects his articulation
0: yeah yeah and well, and you'll also notice that he's got the uh, that little tie piece that plugs into the mm-hmm. side to look like the original figure. I guess uh, the the things that bother me about this figure, I never like sheaths that leave an exposed blade. That's just dumb to me. I, I will never like that. And if the he's got the sword sheaths on his belt but the blades just hang out the back. So if he starts running, he's just going to slice his calves off. Uh, And it's 2023. I have uh, Masters of the Universe figures with actual chain links in their nunchucks. And this guy has solid plastic nunchucks like a 1988 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figure. I don't think it's okay. I just don't. And you know, you know, I love everything. I'm I'm the Hasbro shill boy. <laughs> but those nunchucks are whack. And his name is nunchuck. So he should have come with some like killer nunchucks. And if that means he doesn't come with the claws, uh, it's his name. His name isn't cool claw fist. <laughs> his name is nunchuck. Uh, But I do like he's got storage on the back of his belt. Speaking of Ninja Turtles, uh, just like the old Michelangelo figure, he's got the storage for the nunchucks Mm -hmm. on the back of his belt, which is cool. I'm excited about this figure. I just really am not excited about those whack nunchucks.
2: And I I agree just real quickly uh, with Yorktown Joe, that if they do a retro stalker, yes. 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 That camo design.
1: Please.
2: Perfect. Perfect
1: absolutely i think he'll look really good squaring off against shadow tracker whenever they put him out Mm. who's coming yeah
0: yeah coming uh should be the next walmart exclusive after we get big ben and uh Mm -hmm.
2: range viper Uh, yeah
0: range viper Viper. Uh, all right moving along noel how do you feel about this Firefly versus the other Firefly?
1: Uh vast improvement. Um I think he I mean obviously he he looks more like the Firefly that we all know and love from our childhood. Um he's he's doesn't have that really big bulky uh armor piece on him which just like it it would that would have been a fine figure before but it just didn't scream Firefly to me. Yes. Um but uh but yeah no yeah hey he looks great he's he's the first figure that wasn't a troop builder i've ever bought a second version of uh in this line and um i think it's you know it's it's obvious why this is this is the firefly that i wish they'd put out three years ago
0: the only thing and i i do like the other like you said i do like the cobra island firefly just not as firefly mm-hmm. um But I do like the head on that one more. Really? This one looks good. Don't get me wrong. It's fine. It works for Firefly. But I loved the, like, just the furious expression that you could see under the balaclava and the scarring and everything. Uh, And I almost wish the camos were the same so you could swap those heads because I really, really like the head on that one but uh, this one's fantastic this is the firefly i wanted i like uh i think the backpack looks great um his little remote control vehicle the mines everything it's weird he doesn't
1: have a cell phone yeah
0: it is yeah it is weird he doesn't have a phone um i'm okay with him coming with the grease gun rather than his uh submachine gun Mm -hmm. they had before but once again i will point out Whoever at Hasbro takes these product pictures. Could we make sure everything is lined up the way it's supposed to be? Uh, Because if you'll notice, his left forearm deal just isn't in the right place at all. It's like Mm -hmm. all mashed up and turned around. Mm -hmm. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Uh, But yeah, I'm very excited about this Firefly. (laughs) This this is just good, good stuff.
1: This is the only one in the Wave that I pre-ordered.
0: And then next up we have the big surprise because well there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack here. Boom. We all but knew it was coming. Uh but O-rings GI this is you've got to really take a look at the verbiage gi joe o-rings are on hold this is not a gi joe product this is a transformers product according to hasbro and according to retailers this is a transformers product isn't that interesting (laughs) which is fine Because I don't care if they want to sell O-rings under the My Little Pony banner. As long as we're getting cool, sunbow-looking G.I. Joe O-rings, I'll take them. Call them whatever you got to call them. Yeah. Uh, So you guys, as always, I defer to your Transformers knowledge. How does this look?
1: Uh, I think it looks really good. I think that the color combination pops really well. Um, I've seen a lot of... Argue, a lot of angry people on the internet people who don't who don't think that <laughs> sound wave yeah no kidding uh people who don't think that Soundwave fits in with the dreadnoughts because he's more sophisticated and i'm like i'm not thinking on that level i'm thinking right, right. you know what's what's an iconic character we know is going to sell toys and uh you know what's a, a vehicle we can fit him into and i think they did a really good job i mean it's I'll wait till I have it in my hand uh because like I didn't think that the Bumblebee looked as good as the Megatron but once I got it in my hand I realized it was a better toy. This one uh looks like it's better than either one of those as far as the molding goes. Um but uh again I'll I'll reserve judgment. Uh although I, I am wondering why Zartan is getting a, a <laughs> faceful light jet engine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the mask protects him. <laughs> <laughs> christian what was your
0: uh, reaction upon seeing this beauty revealed
2: i was super impressed i absolutely love that ravage mm. figure um
0: i didn't think the ravage was actually going to transform because it doesn't there's too much to it it doesn't look like that transforms into a cassette but it well, does that's a repaint
1: yeah it's a repaint yeah. of the one from the masterpiece
0: Oh, is it? Okay, okay.
2: But I never knew. It transforms and
0: goes in his chest. Mm -hmm.
2: I never knew that I needed a blue Ravage, but I really, really dig it. Um, I was surprised, not in a bad way, um, but when I think of the Thunder Machine, I didn't think they were going to put Thrasher because how many people outside of Joe fans know Thrasher? Right. But I was surprised that the other pick was Zorana. Well, I'm, I was
0: surprised there were two figures.
2: Yeah. Mm, true. Just
0: the fact that there are two figures. I mean, people talk. This one is ninety nine ninety nine, But consider, well, it's really not even two figures. It's three figures. Because true. that Ravage is, mm. you know, I mean, this, yes, it's pricier. But at the same time, I feel like we're actually getting a lot more.
1: Well, if you figure that they're selling O ring figures for twenty two ninety nine or twenty one ninety nine, uh, Megatron was eighty bucks, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And, yes,
1: and it's the same size vehicle essentially. Um, so, you know, I think you're getting a, a, about the same value you got when you figure you're adding on an extra figure. But then when you're throwing in Ravage too, you know that that even ups the value too.
0: Yeah, I think value wise, th- this is a solid. Yes, you are spending more money, but I think value wise, it's I, I see where it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is gorgeous. I love the bright colors, like the the bright blue and red on this looks just fantastic. And if you notice on the vehicle itself, it still has those pegs on the running boards. The front, the uh, that grill piece or whatever it's not a grill but you know the big piece on the, the front
1: the cage yeah the that's cage. the only thing that I, I'm not crazy about I realize why they did it but well, it, it's so thick
2: well
0: but also consider this the cage on the original Thunder Machine is actually kind of thin for what it is if somebody was building something like this now it might not be this thick but I do feel like it would be thicker than what's on the original I don't think this looks that far off from what a real world thing might be. I like the bigger, sturdier cage on the front. And yeah, it's a little thick, but but like you said, Noel, we know it splits in half. We know it's gotta be yeah. sturdy. We we don't want we don't want the stress marks on it that are on every single thunder machine on the planet right now.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh I like the recolored guns. Uh I think the silver pops really well. Uh I, this is just fan. I mean, I mean, I said from the start. Ever since I was a little kid, my dream was transformers that interacted with my GI Joe figures, and it's continuing. Uh, let's see. We've got you guys again. We've had so much going on tonight. We we have not been uh, taking care of the chat like we normally do but i appreciate every single one of you here rachel i'm glad you're able to join us i also wish i had painless joints my shoulder is not okay i don't know what's going on but this is not a painless joint uh the the conversation was pinless joints and also i'm glad you guys have total like sub conversations going on in the chat as well (laughs) um i i we I built a wish... little
2: community and i uh, love uh, yeah that you right guys talk to each other and and i
0: kind of wish i could just sit here and watch the chat sometimes because <laughs> i feel like you guys are are every once in a while you verge on being more entertaining than us especially yorktown joe uh kevin riddle just got the megatron during the 35 percent set that is yeah okay we're gonna have to save it for another time but we're going to discuss is it even worth buying hasbro products when they first come out anymore
1: yeah we're gonna that... we're
0: gonna table that for another day uh all right so to let's see where is nine twenty three. let me look at my notes and we've got to get to the sound off so we're not gonna do uh we're not gonna do our yojo june wrap-up because we we know everything that came out uh it was it was awesome oh so we will say this overall how do you guys feel about yo joju
1: no uh i thought it was uh i mean I, I they they revealed some really cool stuff obviously we led off with the dragonfly which was about as big as you could get with that um i think that they did throw out a, a good number where they were doing reveals every week of new classified figures obviously i wanted more o-ring Uh technically we got no gi joe o-ring uh based on the how this one's being designated with a thunder machine right uh, we got
0: transformers o rings
1: yeah so that's that's my only disappointment um you know and and I'm and I'm in a place where I know which figures I'm probably going to buy when it comes to uh the classified so I bought about 40% of the ones that they put up for sale and um you know I'm, and I'm happy with that
2: I I think my biggest takeaway is I miss the bigger YouTube shows from last year. I, I I know Hasbro's gone through changes and they don't have as many people. Yeah. Um. But I agree. But the the Instagram stuff, the Instagram lives, it was sort of like blink and it's over. Oh, the
0: the Instagram pre-recorded.
2: Well, yeah. Um. <laughs> it. I don't know. Again, I every. We had some surprises in there, even with stuff that was getting leaked right before they showed us. It, you know, who thought, you know, the Arctic bad? Right, right. Like, OK, we knew we were going to get it, but not this soon. Um, so I, I think it's good I, for me personally. I think that last wave we kind of went out on a whimper. There's a few, you know, I wish I, they I agree. Have that, held on to like a that, scrap iron or something like that for that, that last should week. have
0: been those last three well firefly is pretty big i think yeah but uh nunchuck and, and crimson viper they should have buried those in the middle somewhere yeah,
2: yeah.
1: They, no, like, if they had put the trouble bubble in the last week i think that would have probably been a oh big yeah finale. You know. yeah
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh and and look i like emily and lenny and i like hearing from them and that was actually you're right christian that was a little disappointing getting these little like what seven or eight minute videos it was, I want more from those guys,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but overall, Yojo June product offering wise was incredible. We've actually got products any day now that are going to be here. Uh, I think we're in a much better place than we were this time last year, so I'm good. I'm excited. All right, now it is time for the segment we call Sound Off. So hopefully everybody is following Audible Interlude podcast on Instagram every single time we're doing a live stream. Earlier in the day, I will put up a post that says Sound Off where we want to hear uh what you want us to talk about here on the show. Uh we've got some really good stuff, but this is going to be a Sound Off turbo round because we've we've got to wrap this show up. We've got other things to do uh that are that are Audible interlude related. Don't worry, we're not just going to go watch Raw or whatever. Uh, I'm going to end up watching Raw at like three in the morning. Uh, all right, first sound off from Daniel Rod 35. Not sure how Haslab works. Oh, wait a minute. I've got my I've got my screenshots. Hang on, you guys. I forgot. I I wanted to get all professional about doing sound offs, which giant pauses in. uh in the talking probably aren't really the best way to go about that but but that's fine that's fine because we're always learning we're always figuring things out
2: and here we go see and now
0: you guys can see because i don't know did you guys have an opportunity to follow along today
1: yeah i I took a look at everything okay
0: Uh, so Daniel and see, look, they're they're bigger this time. Remember last time, I got little tiny screenshots. This time, nice big screenshots. Uh, all right, Daniel Rod thirty five. Not sure how Haslab works. Are they one and done on popular items? Will they use the molds again? Just asking because I really don't want to pay double for a his tank. But if they're not going to, then well, guess I'm stuck paying. So this is actually a great question because this is something that we don't know the answer to yet, although. If I'm remembering correctly, Emily did allude to future versions of the Hiss tank. We would just never see the same version that was offered in the HasLab again. Yep. So Daniel Rod 35, which, by the way, turns out uh, his name is Daniel Rodriguez. He's asked questions before. And I thought Daniel Rod was a reference to
1: Transformers. Daniel and Rodimus. Right.
0: Or <laughs> and, and Daniel and Hot Rod. It's, it's not. It's Daniel Rodriguez. So
2: <laughs> uh, The ship we didn't know we needed. It, right, exactly. And still don't.
0: Uh, if you want this his tank, then maybe go ahead and figure out how you're going to obtain one. But if you're okay waiting for either... A stripped down version or an arctic hiss or who a crimson hit crimson hiss that's the one i'm putting my money on if there's going to be a reuse of the Hazlab hiss mold i bet we see a crimson hiss
1: well you don't think we're gonna get a septic tank
0: i want a septic tank but i'm just saying <laughs> they are obsessed with crimson variants mm-hmm. of yeah. things so crimson hiss i think guys uh, there's a good chance of that Uh, All right. Next up, Silent Interlude. Will we see a Triple T uh, Transformers now? And if so, what figure, if any, other than the obvious slaughter? Also of note, Zorana is the first ball joint figure released by Hasbro so far. I read somewhere that the ball joint heads were harder to remold using 3D scanning. No idea how much merit to place in that. Okay, so we'll address Zorana first. Is it ball jointed? Because I looked at that picture really, really closely and I'm not sure.
1: Well, I, I had made the observation uh, that all of the figures they had done in O ring were all just swivel heads. Right. So, and I, I, I wondered if there was something to that. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't sure either. I was looking at the Zorana earlier and I mm-hmm. couldn't tell if they are going to do the. I mean, honestly, that's for for all the innovations they did during GI Joe that was probably the least important one because it's not a very like major um uh, uh, uh like a major improvement right. but also I much prefer to change out o-rings on figures that have a swivel head because their heads don't just keep falling out every time yeah, they yeah, yeah. piece their head their bodies back together.
0: Well, and I just it's not that functional. But no. looking at this Zarana she has a different cut here than any other figure, but I don't know that it's necessarily a ball joint. You just can't. And I mean, it's a this is a render we're looking at anyway, yeah. so who knows? Uh, we'll find out. And as far as the Triple T, here's my question for you guys. Do you remember, or any, anybody in the chat, do you guys remember? Oh, okay, wait a minute. We've got some input here. Delta 17 still with us. I used a 3d scanner to build our books. Wasn't too hard. Had to rebuild everything with a sculptor, obviously. Um, so interesting. So maybe ball joints are not that big a deal to recreate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, Python patrol hiss. There you go. The, the, oh, it's on the tiger force. That's right. It's on the box art for the Ram for the oh. tiger force Ram. I totally forgot about that. So maybe we'll see a Python patrol. hiss. I'm, I'm in for that. Uh, uh, silent interlude to me the ball joint head is only important for what potential characters could be made I, yeah that's a fair point okay so anyway uh sergeant slaughter himself is the one that leaked the information about the the sergeant slaughter transformers crossover do you guys remember though did he actually mention the triple t or did he just say sergeant slaughter with a transformers crossover
1: yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't remember, remember whether or not he actually said it. Uh, I mean, obviously that would make sense. I can't imagine them doing a Warthog. Um, and the Triple T is a vehicle. I could see them easily turning into a robot.
0: Well, but it doesn't have to be anything related to Sergeant Slaughter. It could be it could be a havoc with Sergeant Slaughter. It could be a uh, mauler's going to be too big, but like they could throw him in with whatever. They've yeah.
2: already had a Transformer version of the Snowcat
0: right they did right so i i don't know that it's even going to be a triple t but i do think since we did we're getting the thunder machine i do think we're going to get sergeant slaughter in one of these but i don't know if we know for sure what well we don't know anything for sure but i don't know if we got even the same level of confirmation about the triple t that we got about the thunder machine i think it was just sergeant slaughter with a transformers crossover
1: and there's also some rumors I've heard that are fairly solid, too, that there is a Optimus Prime MoBat with a General Hawk possibly coming as well. Oh, really?
0: See, I yeah. had heard a rumor of yet another one that was going to be much higher dollar. Uh, I would love a tank. I don't know that I would prefer the MoBat, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. This was supposed to be a speed round. I've really ruined <laughs> that. Uh bassist Carlos with all the Yojo June reveals, what are your top five? Which figures will you army build? And were there any misses? Uh, did you guys have an opportunity? Why did that just happen? <laughs> okay. Uh, did you guys have an opportunity to take a look at this one? Yeah. Put, put I wrote, together. I
1: wrote down my my picks. Okay. Um I'll just run down my top five. Jojo uh, June reveals Dragonfly, obviously um, the uh, the the Televiper with the um, with the trouble bubble, um, eels, low light, and the Thunder Machine.
3: Those okay, my big
1: five. Um, I'm going to army build the Televipers, the eels, and the Snow Serpents as much as I can. Um, I'm limited probably by the price point of those Snow Serpents and those Televipers. Um, and then as far as misses go, I mean, I I, I hate to say anything's really a miss because it, things might not be for me. Right. But, right. Uh, you know, because I'm not going to I'm probably not going to buy the Crimson Viper. I'm not going to pick up the the Arctic bat, probably, unless I find these things like on on clearance later on. Um, so uh, nothing that, that I would really classify as a miss.
0: Uh, I'm going with the Thunder Machine is my number one dragonfly is my number two firefly is my number three the trouble bubbles number four and grunt is my number five uh as far as troop building ideally look uh, right now i've got one of each except for the trouble bubbles i did order two i want i gotta have two of those because i want the two different uh ethnicities on there uh ideally though once prices change as they always do I'd love to have five grunts because I'd love to have grunt and four troops, four Arctic bats, three trouble bubbles, uh, two crimson vipers and a partridge and a pear tree, <laughs> uh, the snow serpents and the eels, honestly, just one of each of those. I, I don't particularly feel compelled to troop build those, uh, as much as I love the figures and then no, no misses for me. Uh, nothing is a miss because somebody wants, somebody's going to buy all of this and it's me i'm somebody <laughs> christian
2: yeah so when i saw this i honestly didn't i didn't really stop and think like oh what are my top five because i feel like it's, the stuff that i thought were misses everything else they just knocked it out of the park and again sort of like what noel said the stuff that i think are misses are not misses for somebody else. It's just, I'm calling it a miss because I didn't order it.
0: You know what? Here's the miss. The miss or nunchucks, nunchucks.
2: There you go. Those are the misses. That's not acceptable.
0: That's a miss.
2: Um, For troop building, you know, I stick to my rule of not having more than two. Although, for the snow viper and the eel, I will probably go with three but right now i i only managed to get i only have one snow viper Snow serpent. so far there- or, sorry 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 is
0: um, there a snow viper snow
2: there's an serpent. ice viper but no, ice, there is viper. an ice yeah. viper
0: the ice vipers had the big pants
1: right <clears throat> ice vipers had the they were the they, they drove the wolf and they had oh the size. okay
0: right right which makes no sense at all well no they use the size to climb up uh sheer yeah. ice uh, walls anyway and hopefully,
2: and hopefully one day they do a single release of the Televiper because I would like to have two of those space yeah. wise I just don't have room for two trouble bubbles
1: I had to do two trouble bubbles just because I'm not putting the Televipers in the trouble bubbles my uh Tomax and Zanebott are going to go in those trouble oh bubbles.
0: nice I like
1: it at least until we get a ferret uh,
0: that's what I was going to say <laughs> I want a ferret to put them on all right Uh, Actually, no, I want a stun to put them in, but that's a whole other thing. Uh, Yorktown Joe, do you know if Ravage comes with Soundwave Thunder Machine crossover set? Yes. Yes. Uh, Let's see. That's pretty much it. All right. Griddle Games with the rumored San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Chuckles with Armory figure release. What would you guys like to see in said Armory? Uh, I'll kick this one off. I would love to see kind of do-overs of weapon sets to go with earlier classified releases. I'd like to see a loadout for Beachhead. I'd like to see just... I think it would be really cool for them to... And, and this, since this is a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, I think these there's the opportunity to create new tooling for this stuff. So don't do like repaints of existing weapons. Tool up new stuff. Uh, but that, that's what I would like is to see... Do some of the vintage weapons to go. Do Breaker's backpack. Do like fill in some holes for classified. I think that would be amazing. Uh, and maybe even throw in some heads. Uh, throw in an unmasked head for barbecue stuff like that. Uh, like that would be really really cool. I doubt they'll do it because the barbecue figure is not meant to have an interchangeable head. Uh, but at least the loadouts would be really cool to
2: have. That's what I was thinking. Redo's for some of the earlier figures or pieces that were missing, like you said with um, Breaker. But also, give me my zip line for Tony. Yes, and yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's all.
0: You know what? That's all we need. Chuckles and a zip line. That's it. We're done. We're. Good. I don't
2: know. I
1: don't know. My see, my thing that I think has to go in the in the Chuckles Armory is one giant havoc missile that he can hold (laughs) over his head
0: yes yeah (laughs) you're right you're right needs that as well uh and then finally we're gonna wrap things up with mandalorian jedi good lord Since we all know that Cobra is the world's most devious criminal organization bent on world conquest and that they're always on the lookout for the latest and greatest in evil technology to finally score a decisive blow against G.I. Joe and maybe make a few bucks along the way. What overly complicated MacGuffin would you design for Cobra to gain that which is best in life to crush their enemies, see them driven before them and hear the lamentations of their women? There is only one answer for this, and I'm going to give it Christian Knoll are you willing to cede this one to me because i have the ultimate mm-hmm. MacGuffin for cobra and that is the bowel dominator <laughs> if you control people's ability to poo you control the world
1: so all you need is a recorder that plays the brown note the as brown we note. learned on south park many yes. years ago so Not that hard to accomplish. Get on that, Destro.
0: Destro, get to work on the bowel dominator, (laughs) and uh, the world will be your stinky oyster. Uh, (laughs) All right, you guys, we have got to wrap this thing up now. Uh, We're once again going to skip over Joe and Tell, because that's just what's happened. Uh, Our music is by Andy Simford of electricminnowmusic.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast, on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. why don't you tell us a little bit about The Finest?
1: The Finest is an international G.I. Joe costuming club, and uh, we've got chapters all around the globe. And if you've ever thought about dressing up like your favorite G.I. Joe character, uh, you can help us raise money for an excellent cause uh, called Canines for Warriors. Check out finestcc.com or go to the Finest Re- Recruitment Center on Facebook if you want some more
2: information.
0: And Christian, where can we find that toy photography that you do so well?
2: You can find me on Flickr.com and Instagram under Legion Cub.
0: Uh, Well, you guys, thank you for sitting down talking about G.I. Joe. Everybody that was in the chat tonight, thank you for showing up. I am so honored that we were able to share so much of Delta 17. Uh, We will be sharing updates. Everybody follow them on all the socials and everywhere else and keep up with them. And until next time, yo, Joe.
1: Cobra.